0: Colossians 3, verses 18 to 19. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands, as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives, and do not be harsh with them. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Well, we have been studying uh, the letters of Paul to the Colossians for the last two months. So let's do a simple recap. Well, Colossians can be divided into two parts. The main themes in chapter 1 to 2 are doctrinal, and chapter 3 and 4 are Practical. The first part, chapters 1 and 2, explore who we are in Christ. And the second part, chapters 3 to 4, provides instructions on how, to live in Christ. Well, this morning, we are going to look at how husbands and wives should conduct themselves in marriage. I'm aware that there are several in our congregation this morning who are not presently married. And while this sermon does not directly apply to you at this point of time, there are things you can learn this morning that will help your future marriage or friends and families in their marriages. Well, marriages are under attack in today's society. According to James Dobson, five out of ten marriages end in conflict and divorce. And of the five couples that remain together, only one, out of ten will achieve intimacy and oneness in their partnership. Christian marriages are not spared from the attack. Christians need to return to the biblical instruction to safeguard their marriages. A strong marriage consists of more than great communication stars or an enriching love lives. Christ provides the solid ground on which a relationship can stand firm. When the couple understands and leaves out Christ's design for marriage, their relationship will not be easily shaken. First, in verse 18, it says, Wives, be submissive to your husband as is fitting for the Lord. What does this word submission mean? The word comes from the military vocabulary and simply means to rank under rank. Sorry, to arrange under rank. (coughs) The word is made to describe the relationship between the various ranks. For example, from general to captain to sergeant to private. It's a word which implies order. And this is what God wants in our homes, order, not chaos. God has designed position in the home. It does not mean that one person is necessarily better than the other. It only only means that they have different rank or function in the organizations. The fact that the woman is submit to her husband does not suggest that the man is better than the woman. No woman likes a disorderly home. But some women resist God's path to order and harmony. I think they are afraid it means they have to submit or accept abuse from their husbands. But that's not the case at all. God asks a woman to submit as is fitting to the Lord. In other words, a woman is not obligated to follow her husband's leadership if it goes contrary to clear biblical instructions. God is not asking a woman to accept abuse from her husband because that's clearly not biblical. Furthermore, God is not asking a woman to lie for her husband or cover up for his irresponsibilities because that sort of action goes against God's clear commands as well. God is simply asking a wife to order herself in rank under her husband as a captain does under his general and accept his lead, yeah, his lead is as in, as is appropriate in the Lord. Now, this is not something your husband does to you, ladies. This is something you do to your husband. God is not instructing the husband to make his wife submit. He's instructing the wife to submit voluntarily. It is an act of the wife's will from a position of strength whereby she chooses voluntarily to follow the lead of her husband. In order to have order and harmony in the home, the wife must put her husband in charge voluntarily, but deliberately. Ladies, If you want harmony in your home, submit to your husband. For the sake of your marriage and your family, please put him in charge and choose to follow his lead. Follow Christ's examples. Submission is a wonderful thing. If you think about the relationship between the God's head, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, What do you see there? You see submission. Jesus taught us to pray to the Father. And Jesus prayed, Thy will be done. What was he doing there? He was demonstrating godly subordinations. Though he was equal with God, he voluntarily accepted his role on earth. Jesus wants wives to follow His examples, submit to your husbands, just as he submits to the Father. Ladies, I know this whole idea of submitting grace, but let's turn to Ephesians chapter five, verse twenty-two. Wives, submit to your husband as to the Lord. Basically. Paul is saying that you are to submit to your husband in the same way and manner that you submit yourself to the Lord God. If you go searching for an incredible marriage today, I can almost guarantee you that when you find one, you will discover a woman that willfully and cheerfully promotes her husband's welfare. She wins, when he wins. And she does not try to manipulate or use his authority. Wives, some of you may say, husbands are not always worthy of respect. But the verse doesn't say, submit to your husband when he makes the decision you would make. No, it says, submit to your husband. Respect your husband. How do you do that practically? Let me suggest to you three ways to show respect to your husband. A. Be enthusiastically supportive of his work. As men, God has wired us for work. When men get together, they like to talk about their work. They get excited about it. Men love to work. That's why we are prone to workaholism and we have to be real careful about it. But if you want to respect your husband, become interested in his work. If you comes, if he comes to you and say, honey, oh, we have an office party on Friday night and all spouses are invited. Don't make him feel like he is dragging you to public forging. Don't say, oh, here we go again. All the wives have to sit around and listen to the financial mumbo-jumbo. Do you know what you are communicating to your husband this way? Indeed it is. What you do for a living is boring and unimportant. You don't want to do that, Ladies. This is what will happen. A woman will come along that appreciates his work and praises him for it. She shows him respect and his biggest needs and his biggest needs begins to be met by some other woman. That is how affairs happen. He wants you to be his partner in his work. B, find his good quality and praise him publicly. Any wife can point out her husband's faults, but it has been said, it takes no size to criticize. When you look at your husband, there have to be some things that he is good at. Every chance you get, tell him and tell others, when you say to your friends, <clears throat> let me tell you what this man did for me last week. He took my car and cleaned it from top to bottom. I got the shiniest vehicle in town. That's a small thing. But you have just motivated him to want to serve you more. You're encouraging word like, uh, like wind, in his seals, especially when you build him up in the presence of others. See, honours his authority in front of the children. Wives, if you have any disagreement with your husbands, share your thoughts, opinions, and disagreement in a respectful way and do it in the private Never, never do it in front of the children. This will undermine his leadership in the family. Always honour his authority and do your best to promote his leadership in the family, in front of the children. Wives, it is not easy task to love your husband when you see imperfection in him. You need the help from the Holy Spirit. You have to ask Him for patience, wisdom, and strength to carry out your responsibilities as wife. Now, let's look at, take a look at what the instruction given to the husband is. Verse 19. Verse 19 says, husband, love your wives And don't be bitter toward them. In fact, any man can get any woman to respect him if he does just one simple thing. Do you want to know what that is, man? Just follow the instruction given in verse 19. Love your wife. And love her unconditionally, whether she submits to you or not. Sacrifice yourself for her, whether or not she shows you any respect. Take the leads in the relationship and give yourself totally and completely to her before she does anything for you. Because eventually, no woman can resist that kind of love. Well, you see, when a man feels a lack of respect from his wife, it's easy for him to harbor ill will towards her. It's easy for him to become bitter and withdraw, or worse yet, retaliate. Well, such a root of bitterness can poison the marriage. So, we husbands need to learn to respond to any lack of respect, not with bitterness, but with unconditional love. So, verse 19 says, Don't be bitter towards them. In fact, in Ephesians we see this understanding of unconditional love because we are told to love our wives in the same way that Jesus unconditionally loved us by giving up his love for us. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. If we want our wives to respect us, we need to earn it by loving her as Christ loves his church. Some guys may be thinking, but my wife nagged me constantly. But truthfully, couldn't Jesus say the same thing about us? But he doesn't does, does he stop loving us? No. Jesus continued to listen to us and to love us. Let's try to listen to our wives instead of complaining. And we will find that when we do, then the respect grows. It's the same kind of love Jesus expressed when he cried from the cross. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. It's the willingness to give grace and to sacrifice, even when no such grace or sacrifice is deserved. You see, you don't gain respect by demanding it. You gain respect by putting it aside to serve the one you love. Men, we don't have to fix our wives or make them submit to have a happy family. All we have to do is love them. Love them like Christ loved us unconditionally and sacrificially. How husband can show love to wives? Let me suggest, or let me give you four suggestions. A. Go out of your way for her. If you look at what Jesus did for his bride, the church, he went out of his way for her sake. You must do the same. What I mean is make her feel like she is the most important person in your world. It means rearranging your schedule when she wants to do lunch. It means holding her hand even though it feels sweaty. It means sending her an email for your own house just to tell her how much You appreciate her care of the children. It means putting a vacation on the calendar. It doesn't have to be expensive. Try to have a weekend or a few days with no interruption from work. No handphone time. Do you have time for that vacation? Probably not. Work never stops but go out of your way for her. B, express appreciation to her. Show appreciation for your wife for all that she does. Give her unexpected gifts at unexpected times. Offer to take care of the kids so that she can get her nails done. Or do lunch with a friend. When she say, when you say grace for the meal, remember her in your prayers and thank God for her work in preparing the meal. Say thanks. Thank you, verbally and in writing. You will get more marriage from a sincere handwritten note than you will from ten verbal thanks. Love your wife's. By expressing appreciation, see be sensitive to her. Ephesians chapter five verses twenty eight and twenty nine says, "In this way, husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself after all. No one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it, just as Christ does for the church. Just as we feed and care for our own bodies well, most of the time, we are called to not only provide a positive spiritual environment, but to care for our wives physically and emotionally as well. Husbands, I hope that you study your wife's body language like a textbook. When you can see that the light is dim in her eyes and a good night's sleep doesn't take care of it, then it's time for a conversation. Watch her countenance and pay attention to her. When your stomach begins to ground you know it's time to get some food. You give your body what it needs to survive and you are sensitive to it. Likewise, when you notice hunger in your wife's eyes and in more than just a bad day, you know it's time to diagnose the problem. Love your wife as your own body. Be sensitive to her. Ask her how is she doing. And when she says, Fine. Ask her again and tell her, you really want to know what's going on in her heart. D. Help her to grow in godliness. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her to make her holy cleansing her with the washing of water by the word. That's Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 and 26. Husbands, God called us to love and to lay down our lives so that our wives are prepared towards godly living. One of our key roles is to help our wives reach maturity in Christ, building them up every chance we get. It involves relating to your wives as a sister in Christ, not just as your maid. We need to do whatever it takes to help them grow in purity and godliness, which includes praying with them and opening ourselves up to them spiritually. The Bible states, the head of Church is Christ, and the head of a wife is her husband. That's Ephesians chapter 5, verse 23. Unfortunately, this verse, like many others, continues to be misconstrued by men desiring to to dominate their wives instead of serving them, as Christ demonstrated. Being the head carries the primary primary responsibility for leadership, provision and protection. Practically, this leadership includes studying God's word, defining the meaning and mission of the family and shaping the framework for pursuing Christ as a family. So husbands, these biblical instructions are not easy to fulfill in our own strength. Just as wives need to be filled and energized by the Holy Spirit, so we too need His power and strength in order to carry out our responsibility. In closing, let me share with you one important ingredient for a strong and happy marriage. Let Christ be the center of your marriage. There are four important elements of a Christ-centered marriage. A. A Christ-centered marriage involves mutual devotion to Jesus Christ. It means letting Christ be the Son, around which the husband and wife orbit. The whole universe find its existence and purpose in relationship to Jesus Christ. Practically, that means that husband and wife seeks to grow together in their Christian walks. B. A Christ-centered marriage is characterized by serving one another. No one gave a more gripping picture of service than Jesus Christ, knowing that he was God incarnate, heading back to the Father via the cross and the tomb, and yet he stooped to wash his disciples' feet before the Last Supper. No wonder Peter objected, he felt his unworthiness to have his dirty feet Washed by Jesus. Yet Jesus persisted. Marriage is the laboratory of Christ reflecting service. Humble service evidences true love for one's spouse. C. A Christ centered marriage practices humility. Jesus declared, For I am gentle and humble in Christ. Heart, Matthew 11, verse 29. Humility leaves lives with the cross in view. Instead of wrapping everything around satisfying one's desire, humility yields to the other in marriage. Listen intently instead of interrupting conversation. Look for waves to surf. And quickly move to forgive when offended. D. A Christ centered marriage practices forgiveness. With two sinners, redeemed though they are, joined in marriage, there will be times when words, attitudes, actions, silence, and cross looks offend. If a grudge is allowed to fester, the marriage cannot go forward. It just won't. If we are told in the body of Christ to be kind, tender-hearted, and forgiving to one another, how much more in marriage? So, husband and wives, let Christ Be the center of your marriage. Look to Jesus for help, for in Him we have everything we need, not only to live holy lives, but to enjoy harmony in all our relationships, even in our own homes. Finally, may God bless your marriage and grant you wisdom and strength to build a Christ-centered marriage. Amen. God bless you.